0: It's the After the Snow podcast. We back with you guys again every week, like like we always do. Uh, <laughs> I'm your co-host Dave Mays, and I got my illustrious co-host with me.
1: You already know who it is, <laughs> <laughs> man. It's been a crazy week, Dave. Yeah, yeah. For you in those. LA? You've been in LA, and I'm in Chicago, man. What's with that?
0: Yeah, yeah. It was it, that was crazy. I was. I was uh, in your backyard, and you were in mine. And I'm I'm back in Chicago now. You guys can see the background. This is the Chicago skyline. The view. Um, I just got back um, this morning. I uh, was in LA all week, and um, yeah, it was it was nice. We um, I mentioned I mentioned last week that we were going to be uh, starting the pod the new podcast with Bill Bellamy. Um, so we how go, how'd it, went, it go? It went great. I mean, the way we're doing it and you got to come next week, um, is, you know, it's a studio right on Hollywood Boulevard where the walk of fame is. So that's that sidewalk that everybody's seen with all the stars in the side, you know, in the, in the sidewalk. And it goes up and down, uh, Hollywood Boulevard in, in Hollywood and wow. the studio, the studio's in glass and it's right on the boulevard so people walking down the street can stop and look at what's going on in the window We didn't oh, announce, yeah we didn't that's announce dope. it or anything but but there was a crowd of people that that was building while once we got going and we're going to now we're going to add the sound out there so that people can actually hear it uh while they're standing outside they can hear what's going on and i think in a few more weeks once we get you know people know we're going to be there like every Tuesday or whatever, um, we're going to start to see some nice crowds outside there. And it's just a cool, you know, experience. Oh, no
1: question. Just to have that glass on, on Hollywood Boulevard. I mean, you know, that's, that's ESPN. Uh, right. uh, you know, that's that's major, man. Yeah. That's major. You, you, you're you doing big things as always, Dave. Oh, man. And, and I'll definitely be there next Tuesday. It just so happened next Tuesday I'm not on the road which I am glad I'm ready to go home, (laughs) Uh, spend some time in LA, man. All these different uh, weathers. And and don't get it twisted, though. I've been loving the people. It's been crazy. Uh, Matter of fact, last night I was in the airport and this lady was like... Oh, I just love after the snow. Oh, I love it. I love it. I watch every single show. <laughs> <laughs> oh man,
0: thank you, thank you. Yeah, that it was, was
1: crazy. It was crazy, man. Uh, the the show's starting to catch on, man. People people are watching, man. They they want to hear. They want to hear, man. What we what we talking about? So man, that's uh, good. It's been it's been shocking, man. I I spoke in Chicago too. Uh, yeah. Tell me Inglewood, about that. Inglewood, uh, we spoke over in Inglewood at a, um, kind of like a little youth center. It, it, it looks like it was an old school at one time, but now they turned it into a community center. And, uh, <clears throat> so we were doing an expungement clinic there with Indica, uh, in Bow Money. And, um, man, one of my jailhouse buddies came over, man, somebody I hadn't seen, uh uh since we used to walk the track together you know we both had life sentences oh. and uh oh wow when he got out of ADX um uh, you know I started teaching him how to shepherdize in in, in in the in the law library and and we would go to business classes together and 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 this was our first time seeing each other and, oh and I, wow and I invited him on the stage you know when I spoke I invited him up so he spoke and uh oh, it, it was it was crazy man uh uh he he was a GD, too. He was on Larry Hoover's case. Uh, oh, wow. Matter of fact, he was the second guy, uh, uh, I believe, on the indictment uh, okay. behind behind Larry. So, you know, he got up and he, he told everybody how, even though when, when I had my life sentence, that I always used to tell everybody, man, I'm getting out of here. Oh, I'm getting see, out of yeah. here. I'm getting out of here. And uh, yeah. so I got my life sentence off and then he got his life sentence off and... Another guy that we used to hang with got their life sent us off. So man. it it, it kind of became contagious, you know, and, and when you hear the story, it it, it kind of lets people know that once people see somebody accomplish a certain goal that people think is almost impossible, it gives them the, the strength and the courage to, to do the same thing. And then he wrote a book too, man. Oh, he got wow. a book too, man. It was like, it was just crazy, man, just to, to to, to to get to see somebody you know and 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 that you ain't seen in twenty years and 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 used to walk the track with and you guys were both under the same kind of pressure All right uh, man it, that's it was amazing a, man
0: that is that's a blessing man what's his name uh bible bible okay bible uh,
1: I, and you know what I don't even know yeah. the, his his real name but yeah because you know you know in the, in the streets we don't really care about real names and last names and uh, yeah. Uh, but but I definitely wanted to. Uh, I'm gonna make the introduction with you because I know you guys are working on the on the uh, on the Larry Hoover story. So yeah, he's definitely somebody that uh that should be talked to. You yeah, I, I was know. gonna
0: say that I know about Bible. Uh, we haven't spoken to him yet, but I know about him. Now that you mentioned him, uh, because yeah, you know, with with breakbeat, we're doing uh, a ten part series, the life story of Larry Hoover the first time it's ever going to be told in in depth and in a very accurate way that's going to really explain everything and uh give, you know, a proper perspective. So we're, we're we're really hard work. We've been working on that almost a year and um can't wait for that. To I come got on. somebody
1: else you're going to need to talk to too. Okay.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: Gangsta Boo, she came by. Okay. Uh, Gangsta Boo was a uh, uh, in one of the state pens, and uh, she was telling us about the story when they got ready to bring Larry to the pen. How they called, this was a co-ed pen too. You had men and women. Oh. And uh, they called all the heads of the pen, you know, to to the lieutenant's office or the captain's office or something like that there. And uh, they was asking everybody who had problems with Larry Hoover coming to the yard. Mm. And And she told a little story about that. I think that would be interesting as well. Uh, uh for what you're doing, you know. Yeah. Uh, uh you know, when I see something that I think of help, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring it to you.
0: Yeah. So yeah, so, shout uh, shout out to Larry Hoover Jr. and uh uh Larry Hoover's wife and Larry Hoover Jr.'s mother, Miss Wendy, um, you know, who I've been working closely with. And, you know, everybody's working really hard to get him home. Um he he does qualify for release under the law. Um, but there's a judge that can use his, you know, discretion and so far has denied him. Um, but there's a, a, a major appeal that's being filed. Uh, this is, they got some new lawyers, Kanye West helped bring in somebody uh, to add to the legal team. I got Justin Moore um, and now Jennifer Jean are working on, on that case very hard. So there's, you know, a lot of hope that he will be able to come home. Um, you know, so Yeah, it's but, been uh, long enough, man.
1: He, he, well, how long he's been in, like
0: thirty, forty years? Almost fifty. I mean, he, he went to jail in in like seventy-three. So we're wow. going, going on fifty years. He's been wow. in, he's been in the supermax since maybe ninety seven. So that's a good twenty five in supermax, which you know, you know what that's you know, what that's all about.
1: Yeah, yeah, that that place there is something else. Um, yeah. yeah, never been there, but I heard a lot of stories about it. I I've I've met guys that come from there, you know, and and they have to readjust just to uh you know people might think that it's crazy that you have to just to get back to the penitentiary, but uh, when they leave Supermax, they have to readjust inside of the penitentiary. So okay,
0: so you you in Washington D.C. now, so I just want to let folks know and tell everybody what you're doing there, because you got some good stuff happening out in in my home. Now you're in my hometown, (laughs) Washington, D.C. It's crazy. I didn't know that. I'm thinking
1: you was from Boston, man, Mm. and probably everybody else did, too. Yeah,
0: no, D.C. D.C. Yeah, yeah.
1: I'm I'm down in Uh, D.C. One of my guys fight this Saturday, Anthony Peterson. Going to be exciting. And Anthony's probably going to be my first guy. Uh, that we get a shot at the title with, you know, we, we figure oh, Anthony would be fighting for a title in about two more fights. Um, if you're in the DC area, come out, check us out, call me, hit me up. I got tickets. I got 10 more tickets left. So, you know, it's, it's going to be a sold out crowd. So come out at us. Also we're going to be doing an after party for Anthony as well. I don't know where that's going to be, but, uh, you know, we, we, we're going to be turned up down here in DC, we're, man. I'm I'm loving DC already.
0: Oh man, that's good. Yeah, because you you haven't been there like in a long time or what? A long
1: time, like yeah. four years maybe. Okay. But, uh, you know, I hung out here quite a few times with with my boy Garetti. You know, Garetti, the one who you just met today. Yeah. And when he found out you was his homeboy, he had a fit. Man, why <laughs> you ain't put the city on? <laughs> <laughs> shout out,
0: shout out to Garett, get ready, man. Yeah, we yeah. Gonna, so we're gonna, we gonna put some things together no doubt
1: but uh that that's pretty much it right now in d c man i I'm enjoying myself uh been going around the day to a couple of barber shops and you know uh went to the to the uh the vegan restaurant and got me some sweet potatoes and and macaroni and cheese
0: <laughs> okay yeah i saw you you started um like what reviewing some of these restaurants you put, I saw something you did.
1: Yeah. 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 I started, you know, uh, somebody been telling me that I ought to become the, the, the vegan, uh, the vegan critic for uh vegan restaurants. since I, I've, I've, you know, I've probably eaten in vegan restaurants in, in just by every state, you know? Uh-huh. So, um, uh, they were telling me that, that I should be another one of my jobs, you know, since I'm there anyway, might as well give it a, right. give it a rating. So, uh, uh I've been doing that a little bit. Not like I I, I should, but okay. uh,
0: it's kind of fun. Now you got me thinking because, you know, I'm vegan as well. So I always <laughs> I, I always like to go places and, and try different vegan restaurants and see how they're doing things in every city I go to. And uh, actually, Larry Hoover Jr. is very close to vegan. Uh, he eats, you know, primarily vegan. And um, so, yeah, I'm just thinking something where, you know, it has different, people such as yourself myself possibly larry jr where you know we all are doing it wherever we're going and it's kind of collectively being being shared with with, with people it becomes like a you know a vegan you know restaurant uh network of of you know people talking about that that people don't know because a lot of people don't know that you're. well vegan. i don't know
1: i'll be i'll be looking for vegan joints when i go yeah. like right which one is good which one is Right. You know, so 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 uh, that may be a good idea, man. If we we do something like that and and, and start giving people some some direction, because sometimes yeah. you go to them joints and, man, I went to one joint and the food was so salty I didn't know what to do. I was like, damn, is this vegan?
0: We going to say that where that was, but uh, no, I ain't
1: gonna, I ain't gonna bust <laughs> them out. I ain't gonna bust them out, but they better clean their act up because you know what? <laughs> if you don't, the customers will. <laughs>
0: Well, let's get into snowfall. Um, This is after the snow, and uh, we are um, going back through season one right now. Um, We're up to episode four, which the title is Trauma. And um, we both watched this, and uh, we're going to talk about it. I mean, there's basically three main storylines going on throughout this episode, which is You know, Franklin and Leon and their whole uh, journey to try to get their money back and Franklin's money back. Um, Teddy uh, being in the jungle and everything going on with him and his his new partner, Alejandro. And then, of course, you got uh, Oso with uh, the cousins, Lucia and Pedro and their whole situation. So we we see all those things unfolding on this uh, on this week's episode. Um, um, uh, what, what stood out to you? What were, what, what were some of your first thoughts?
1: Well, um, really with, with, uh, uh, the, the two, uh, uh the, 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 two cousins and, and also, you know, really stood out to me that now that they had, uh, sent also in and also committed this murder, um, uh, they using that against also now you know they telling Oso that they'll go to the dad and let him know that he killed his man and I'm like well how would he know if if you go and tell him this then he's going to know that you set the the guy up cuz Oso had no clue who this guy was uh, mm. so so I'm just you know really w- watching these two double crossers you know how they how they really twisting and and, and turning um, and I still didn't see you know uh uh, uh the girl starting to catch feelings for oso yet i'm i'm waiting for, for that to happen as well uh but this this was kind of for me this was kind of a a, a, a slow episode you know nothing really uh, exciting really really took place uh, uh for me uh they went and killed another guy you know to to make up uh for the first guy that they killed i guess they're trying to frame this guy that they killed to say he was the guy that uh killed the other guy
0: mhm Mm hmm. So it, their plan uh, eventually works after them, you know, really being worried about this. I guess we don't see the actual, um, you know, struggle that happened, but um, they did show up at this guy's house and uh, surprised him, the three of them. And there was some kind of a struggle. Apparently, you know, also gets knocked out at one point. We we'll see it at the beginning. We see her pulling something out of her hair, which I think was like a ring, a bloody ring, or something like look like from being in, in a fight with the guy they were ki- trying to kill that they did kill because apparently he had he was on her, and um, also had got knocked out. So, but they managed to kill the dude, get him out of there, and we we see them now uh, back at the safe house, you know, trying to figure out their next moves and um and then they get the the page from uh Pedro's dad, like you know nine one one to come on down, and they're all worried you know what's what you know did they get away with it and, and they still
1: got the body in the trunk
0: right you know
1: uh the last that i that 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 you see is is also open up the trunk, and you can see the guy is his bloody body still in there um. Really confusing to me on, on on these on these parts of the episode. I don't know why they went through all of this trouble to uh, to get some money when they probably could have just went to the dad and and told him they want to go into another line of work. I mean, that seemed like that would have been the logical thing to do to me.
0: Yeah, um, I didn't realize that cocaine is an anesthetic. So we see uh, apparently also got stabbed or something in this uh, fight with with. Uh, you know, killing this guy and Lucia is uh, stitching him up, and uh, he's screaming in pain. And she throws some cocaine on there, and you know, numbs the pain.
1: Yeah, well, it's definitely a number. You know, uh, uh, matter of fact, they used to use it before. Uh, uh, Dennis used to use, and matter of fact, they still use uh, uh, what they call Novocaine. I think, mm. or they used to use Novocaine as well. But cocaine and Novocaine are, are like cousins and they both numb you. You know if you uh <clears throat> if you use enough cocaine, it, it it even if you just touch it, you start holding on to it, you you'll start uh losing your feel in your hand where you can't really touch. And uh people who snort it, it it numbs their nose and in their throat to where they can't feel anything. So yeah, you're absolutely correct. It is an anesthetic. Hm.
0: Interesting, interesting stuff. So um yeah, so uh and then while well, we're talking about, oh, so, you know, who we said, you know, in the past, we, you know, we, we, we like him and, yeah, uh,
1: local, he's he's a likable guy. I mean, yeah. you know, he, he seems like he's really loyal, you know, he, 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 I mean, he told both of them, you know, like, why would you steal from your dad?
0: Yeah. You know, yeah.
1: so, so this, this guy, he has some type of morals. Uh, uh, some, I mean, you know, they say criminals have no, uh, no loyalty and no and no and no uh, uh what's the other word that they use uh sh- I can't think of it right now but basically no loyalty you know mm-hmm. uh, uh, you can't trust a criminal but uh I feel like uh Oso is the kind of guy that uh you want to have your back if he got your back if he got your back you good
0: yeah he's also like somebody with a plan who has plans and dreams cuz he's talking about you know how he wants to Build this new boxing gym, and he's telling Lucia all these ideas. Once he gets this money, that that, that you know, they've told him he, he should be making uh, all these things he wants to do. And that's a little different because you know, not not all the characters caught up in the in the drug business are are talking about things that they want to do and plans that they have.
1: Now, most of them are talking about objects they want to buy. You know, cars, uh, jewelry, clothes. You know, uh, uh, things that's going to make them look good right now and, and not things that's going to uh, help them become wealthy in the future. Yeah. So that's good that he has that mentality. I mean, yeah. that's the mentality I had when I when I went in. You know, I, I wanted to get me some type of business that would get me out the game. You know, I, I kind of base my uh um my strategy on Superfly. You ever saw Superfly? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know how he was getting out the game.
0: That's the yeah.
1: way I, I, when I went in the game, I went in the game with the intention of getting out the game. So, uh, All right. uh, and, and and I see also kind of have a similar,
0: uh, a similar wish. So um, let's, let's talk a little bit about Teddy and what's going on with him and what we're learning about him. Um, so the end the last episode, of course, he comes back, from dealing with his baby moms and his, and his son and finds out that, um, uh, gosh, what's his name? Alejandro. Alejandro has bounced, took all the weapons. He's, you know, gave up on, uh, scratching off the serial numbers and (laughs) he's gone. So of course, you know, Teddy calls in, gets some satellite, you know imagery and figures out where they are in the jungle. And uh, all of a sudden he's down there in the jungles of of Nicaragua, uh, running up on, on. Tracking him down. Yeah. Tracking
1: him down. (laughs) Well, you know, Teddy has some, some type of uh, uh, superpowers. And I guess, you know, everybody believes that the CIA agents are these like super uh, mysterious uh, 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 special guys. So I guess that, that they had to uh, give him that that type of uh persona in, in the show, you know.
0: Right. And we've talked about that before with him and uh, you know, 'cause he's he's kinda like this, you know, low key kind of goofy type of dude, he seems, but um he does have these special. Until he powers. goes to work. Until he right. go to work. <laughs> right.
1: Almost like Superman, you know, Superman, you know, he, he, he walks around, he got these goofy glasses on and but then when he puts that cape on, you know, it's like, uh oh.
0: Uh-huh.
1: You know, woke him up. So yeah. and it kind of seems like that with Teddy, you know, like um
0: he's a sleeper. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say, um, his spidey sense kicked in because you know, remember he's the one that figures out that the that the little kid that's in the camp there is actually a spy for uh the Contras and had planted a, a transmitter in the tree. And, you know, how did he figure that out? He said, Oh, you know, I just I didn't trust I, I have you know, I just didn't get a good feeling. I didn't trust the kid and, you know, I saw this, I saw that, but you know, definitely his his, his superpower spidey sense helped him uh figure that out that no one else could.
1: Yeah, yeah. Teddy is definitely something special. Um and we I, I can't wait to see what all the things he's gonna be doing uh in, 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 in the series.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um
1: and then they start to scratch the numbers off. He got he got him to start to scratch the numbers off. Um yeah. off the off the weapons. Uh yeah. was something that, that he I guess he felt that was a must. And and some of his logics that he made definitely made sense, you know, cause they was gonna come back to this guy and 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 if they come back on the guy, the guy's definitely gonna tell.
0: Right. So the other thing I noticed about Teddy, if you remember, he's sitting there talking to Alejandro's wife. And the wife says, You know, do you have any kids? And Teddy's like, No. And he's like, Wait a minute. Yeah, I do. I have a a son, my two year old son. And uh, so that shows, you know, this issue that's going on with him where he's just like, you know, so caught up in his job and his mission and what he thinks he's, you know, doing for the country, you know, that um, he's just forgetting that he has a kid and, you know, has just disconnected himself from his family, you know, for this. And yeah, yeah, that's totally, something
1: totally committed.
0: Yeah, but totally that, committed. that's something um, I can kind of relate to you know, just from being an entrepreneur and, you know, the years that I was building the source, you know, from this piece of paper, newsletter into what it became, you know, I just, you know, I kinda had my head down and I was just trying to keep building, making moves, making moves. And, you know, I really feel now in these last five, ten years, as I've looked back on my life and those years that I spent um, you know, I, I, I did have a disconnect from a lot of things. I didn't block them out like where I would forget I have a sister or a mother, but it, it was a, a psychological way of just being so focused on being an entrepreneur that it kind of stunted my growth in other areas of my life, my personal relationships and um, family and things like that.
1: Well, I think I think we all go through that you know uh, uh i'm having some of the same problems with that right now you know that that uh i'm on the road you know i've been i've been going right now for since last tuesday so and then when i when i got back i was only back in la for one day so um i got to see my family i got home sunday sunday evening about 6 or 7 uh so i got to spend monday with them and then tuesday i was i was on the road again so, um, you, you know, it's a certain sacrifice that, that, that has to be made when, when you're pursuing your dreams and you absolutely can get caught up in those, uh, um, uh, in those pursuits that, uh, you lose track. You know, uh, I, I would definitely say when, when I'm doing my business, I don't want to think about nobody else. Hmm. You know, I don't want to think about where my kids are. Uh, and, and and I had to do that when I was in prison, too. You know, uh, when I was in prison, uh, I found myself wondering, you know, what people on the street were doing. Right. And what I did is I had to get myself focused on that what was happening on the streets. I had absolutely no control over. Hmm. And what I did have control over was what was going on with me inside of that prison. And... Um, <clears throat> it's kind of cold, you know, I guess some people would say when, 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 when you start to think like that, but, uh, uh, those are the things that I believe, uh, gave me the advantage of, of eventually getting my case overturned as well as, uh, being able to accomplish the things that I'm accomplishing right now from, uh, uh, from those sacrifices because, you know, you are sitting in prison, you know, you know, I had a son that was gangbanging and, uh, the guys from his neighborhood would come in from his set would come in and they would be telling me, Oh man, your son only 16 years old. He's fighting grown men. He's knocking them out. Well, I already know that if you are knocking out grown men, that it's only a matter of time before one of them grown men going to take a pistol and take care of you, hmm. you know? So uh, you know, you worrying about those type of things and, uh, uh, that are really out of your control. You know, there's not absolutely nothing you could do. So, um, uh, I felt the best thing was for me to get myself out to where I could get there as fast as I could mm. and, uh, and that's what I did. Mm. So I can kind of relate to, it, to, to him being so caught up in what he's doing that, that, um, I mean, it's almost like a boxer. You know, when a boxer go in the ring, uh, he should have nothing else on his mind but but his trait because uh, every time they step in that ring, they're literally putting their life on the line.
0: So last but not least, let's talk about Franklin and Leon and what's going on with them this episode. They got a pretty, you know, they had the most excitement probably uh, that we're seeing this episode. Um remember you know last week we left off um that uh Carvel ended up taking all the money that that they you know recovered after Franklin got robbed but Franklin but Carvel took it and now Franklin's got to figure out what he's going to do he went and got the uh pistol um we think it was from his uncle Jerome and uh so we first this when this show comes on the first thing we see with franklin he's uh having target practice under a freeway somewhere uh you know practicing the river. His, his his aim that's that's
1: the river in downtown la
0: okay okay so uh which
1: is amazing that that you take target practice over there that's right down the street from the police from the twin towers <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay okay, yeah. okay
1: all the places to go take target practice they go right to the police station
0: Yeah, well he's he's down there practicing leon shows up and you know leon's making fun of him and uh tries to grab a gun from him and they you know have a little struggle and franklin gets mad um but uh you know leon's trying to let him know it's you know you gotta you gotta be ready and you know that may not be for you necessarily. You might want to let, ain't me, no, let, let me he ain't handle no
1: that. He ain't no gangster. Yeah. You know, he, he ain't no gangster. he ain't little Leon. <laughs> <laughs> you better let little Leon handle this. I've been out here in these streets. You know, uh, uh, you a good boy. You was working at the liquor store. Go back and work at the liquor store. Let, let these gangsters handle yeah. this gangster stuff.
0: Yeah, well, it's interesting to see, you know, kind of his his evolution here because remember. When they had uh, Lenny tied up in the house um, last week or whatever, um, Franklin didn't want to kill him. Remember, he tried to talk to him, thought he could reason with him, so they wouldn't have to, you know, kill him or, you know, really injure him. Beat him with beat, that bat. Beat him with the bat. Any of that. That boy so, wouldn't beat
1: him with that bat.
0: So Franklin wasn't ready to kill Lenny for stealing his money, but now he's faced with, you know, more than likely you know, they're going to have to kill Carvel, um, because he don't seem like the type of guy, you know, by any means you want to leave, uh, you know, leave around if you go and, uh, you know, Carvel's a
1: different animal.
0: Yeah. He's
1: a whole different animal. You know, he, he, he seemed like he's been through the ringer, you know, uh, he just sexually assaulted the guy right in front of him. Yeah. You know, so, uh, broke the guy's spirit. I mean the guy seemed like he was broken after uh after Carvel left out that house. So Yeah. They know they know they gotta come with it with Carvel. All
0: right. So they, they Leon finds out where Carvel's staying and they casually just walk up to the crib. And of course as they walk up they see this uh Cadillac with the rims out front. And they're like, oh, Leon's like, that's where your money. He just went and <laughs> spent it all. <laughs> uh Leon seemed like he knows a little bit about cars and rims and stuff like that. What what did you did what did you think of that, that car?
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, definitely the, the, the car was fly. And uh Leon is a more street dude, you know. Uh uh and 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 that's the kind of stuff that that even more so relates to like my story. You know, where where I can see where they kind of took that out uh, of my story because I played tennis up until I was 18 years old and and all my boys was, was low riding and stuff, but I didn't know nothing about low riding until after, you know, they told me that I wasn't going to be going to college. So uh, when they took me to the street races for the first time, I just fell head over heel over those cars and, uh, Leon is more like Ali was. Ali already knew all that stuff, you know. He could tell you every rim, the paint job, and and how the hydraulics work. And 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 I was more of a novice, and he was telling me kind of kind of similar to to not similar, but you know, you know, you can see where it's kind of related. They kind of flipped the story around uh, uh, a little bit, and I, I see him doing that in in inside these stories, you know, with words and 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 phrases. Or uh, they take them and turn them around a little bit and make them their own.
0: Mm-hmm. So they um they get to Carvel's house. Franklin has the gun. Leon's like, "You sure you ready to use it? What have you?" And they go inside and they they end up finding Carvel. He seemed to be drunk um, and kind of out of it. But he turns around and then he gets up and then he collapses uh uh in front of them, so Franklin didn't have to shoot him yet um and so apparently they they uh pack him up in the trunk of the car and uh head off over to uh to avi's house um their first their first idea is you know let's bring the car over to avi's house and let him you know fix all this for us and get rid of Carvel for us and give him the car and hope he's you know Hope he's gonna be happy, but uh that didn't really work. Avi wasn't wasn't feeling that.
1: He wasn't feeling the car, he didn't want no car. <laughs> I want I want some money.
0: Exactly. Where's my money at? <laughs> exactly. So uh, Avi sends him back, man. He said, Look, man, here's a here's a shovel and uh you know, you need to go handle your business. Says they should go to the Mojave Desert uh, and he wants his money, but they need to go handle their business. So they got Carvel in the trunk and they're driving, you know, trying to get to the desert. And uh, all of a sudden, you know, there's a banging in the trunk and uh, they realize that uh, Carvel is is woken up. He's he's not dead and uh, he's going crazy in in the back there. And uh, they got to figure out what they're going to do. They're they're not far enough out of town or, you know, that that they feel like they can pull over and do anything with him. They got to keep driving, Leon singing. Uh, But it was interesting. It reminded me, you know, like of, of the Goodfellas scene, you know, at the beginning of Goodfellas where they got the guy, you hear the guy in the trunk, you know, making noise or whatever. And, um, you know they end up opening the trunk up and and stabbing him right at the beginning of Goodfellas. So I was I was thinking that I was going to talk about that, and then I can't bring up Goodfellas without talking about what happened today. You heard about uh, Ray Liotta? No, I didn't. He he passed away today. You know the the actor who played you know you know Ray Liotta played Henry Hill in Goodfellas. Right, right. Yeah, he yeah. apparently, I... yeah, apparently he passed he was, away today. Yeah, he's only sixty seven. Um, he was in Dominican Republic, I guess, filming a movie, and they haven't as as of now they haven't released any more information. But I think he passed away in his uh, room last night. So uh, you know, rest in peace to Ray Liotta, man. You know that was uh, one of the yeah. m- one of the best movies of all time, and he he, he had an <laughs> incredible incredible role in that movie and and a lot of others.
1: Yeah, yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Uh, you know, only only news I be watching be CNN. So only thing they've been playing has been the uh, the shooting of the nineteen kids and and the two adults. Uh, the short time I've been in the room, I haven't been in the room much today though. I I went in after uh after we did the barber shop and took my uh, shower and 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 jumped up so I can get ready. You know, yeah. I've been I've been uh keeping keeping our show off all weekend so all week. So I say let me. Let me try to get ready and get this done
0: today right Right. you mentioned the the shooting in texas i was going to talk about this a few minutes ago when you were talking about being in chicago and what you were doing here uh yesterday um because i seen you know this this bullshit uh i think this morning i'm looking on on social media they have a highlight of the, the governor in texas speaking about the shooting of the kids in elementary school and he's talking about, well, we gotta keep it in perspective that like, you know, there's more people get killed in Chicago every day, you know, due to gun violence than how many kids got shot here in Texas or some something wild like that where he's trying to Yeah. Yeah. I I was pissed, man. I couldn't believe this is the, the I think he's a he's the governor of Texas, if I'm correct. Um wow. or a senator Good. from Texas.
1: Well, the Republicans—they've been—they've been—you know—they've been tiptoeing around uh, gun control, and and um, you know they—they—they—I mean, I heard one the other day that, that that they were interviewing him, and uh, I can't even think of his name right now. You know, I'm bad with names, but anyway, they kept asking him about would he change his vote now on gun control, about taking assault rifles off the street. You know, stop allowing 18 year olds to buy assault rifles and you know, he was talking about God and pray for the families and everything to get around. Uh, do we think assault rifles should be on 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 the street? And uh, it it was crazy. They had an expert to come on and the expert was talking about that that these guns are, are made to tear flush and, and to break bones. So. Uh, why are they needed on the streets? And and the senator would not. uh would not say that he would change his vote.
0: Man, it's yeah. just terrible, man. Just and I'm
1: not I'm not Democrat nor Republican. You know, right. it don't make it don't make me no difference. You know, uh, uh I'm not, I, I probably would be considered an independent, but you know, there's certain things that just make sense. You know, we should not be allowing, you know, eighteen year olds uh to buy uh assault rifles that can can do so much damage. And, uh, you know, that they were talking, uh, right before, uh, I left the room, uh, they were talking about the police knew the guy was inside a classroom and the police didn't attack. Well, if they feel like they outgunned, you know, and nobody wants to, wants to get killed. You know, it's hard for somebody to, to, to go in, uh, thinking that that they're going to lose right off the bat, you know, mm-hmm. nobody's going into no war knowing that they're going to lose. So uh with these guys with these high power rifles and, and these assault rifles, it's hard for the cops to go in there with, with their uh twelve gauge shotgun and their pistols. hmm. hmm. I mean we saw what happened with the security guard, you know, there in, in the in the supermarket a couple weeks ago when, when he killed uh what was that five or six people? More than that? Like eleven something. Was it eleven? I think so. Yeah, so it's Man. getting crazy.
0: It is, it is, man, I mean, we could do a whole show talking about this stuff, um but uh, man, so we gotta wrap this up, um, and uh you know, Franklin bringing it back to the show, um they end up taking care of Carvel. And um, selling off the Cadillac, and Franklin sells his motorcycle. He has to part with his, you know, prized new toy motorcycle. And um, he goes to pay off Avi and uh, basically tells Avi he's out, you know. Um, That's it for him. Avi's like, okay, cool. Give him another three keys. And Franklin says, no, I don't. I don't, I don't want it. So I too guess, we, yeah, it was <laughs> too much for him. I mean, he's feel. been
1: through a lot in a short, in a short period of time. You know, uh, those are the kind of things that would make somebody quit. I, I can imagine if I'd have went through that my first uh, uh, week in the game or two weeks <laughs> in the game.
0: <laughs> so, so something tells me he's going to change his mind, but as of now it's weighing heavy on him having to, Kill Carvel because remember he couldn't shoot Carvel. He passed the gun to to Leon, let Leon do it. But he sit, sat there and watched, and uh, it's it's a lot for him. Um, so we'll see how he handles it. Oh, the other, the other thing that was funny, Rick, is that uh, after they leave the car place, right, and Franklin and Leon walk outside and they part ways. I'll see you later or tomorrow. Franklin's walking off with the bag of money. He just got all this cash from from the car dealer guy and he didn't listen to uh, your advice. You know, he's walking down the street with a bag of cash again (laughs) by by himself.
1: (laughs) Well, you know, sometimes it's hard for people to learn. They don't learn, you know, uh, 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 the first time. They keep running to the same brick wall over and over again.
0: He's he's lucky he didn't get bopped again. He made it it to Avi's and and got settled up with Avi. But we're going to see what happens uh, next week. Well, next Um, week,
1: I think it's going to be an interesting show. You know, we should be uh, stepping up a little bit. Uh, It's it's cranking up.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So we'll be back next week. Um, I do have a a tentative um, guest or two for next week lined up. Um, Who you got?
1: Who you got coming?
0: OK, well, one person who I ran into that's uh, a Snowfall fan and just, uh, you know, I, I just really got a chance to meet him is, is uh, Vic Mensah, um, you know, the artist here from Chicago who's doing a lot, done a lot of things um, like him a lot, man. And, and uh, he's a sharp, sharp dude who's doing a lot of, you know, good stuff uh, both here and he's doing things over in Africa Um and he loves snowfall so uh he said he he'll, he he'll, he'll join us next week
1: seem like everybody's snowfall fans man
0: everywhere it's i go
1: they, they they big fans of snowfall yeah
0: like
1: like i watch snowfall all the time <laughs> when i was in nashville tennessee man it must have been like 30 people who came to uh to the event like i love snowfall
0: uh-huh. i love snowfall uh-huh.
1: but i never see your name in the credits
0: all right oh <laughs> man Wow. Wow. So hopefully, yeah, Vic will be with us all next week so you guys uh can look forward to that. And uh Rick, man, thanks as always for making it happen. And uh great speaking with you. Always,
1: um, always, you know, uh so much respect for you, man. You know, you
0: and you, you be
1: you be turned up.
0: <laughs> and you so I'm gonna see you in LA next week. That's the plan right now. We're gonna Tuesday. be be Tuesday. together. I-
1: I'm gonna book that on the calendar today. Make sure that that I don't I don't get booked, and right. somebody don't don't send me uh, some money. talking about man, we need you here right,
0: right now. Right, right, <laughs> yeah. We got we got to call Echo to double up with him. Make sure he knows so yeah, you he don't book me. You know,
1: uh, Echo, 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 go down that list. He be looking for them dollar signs.
0: So. Yeah, no question, no question. But yeah, we we also hopefully gonna do the whole thing um in person for the first time. So we won't be virtual. We'll all be together in one, one place, uh, Brett should be with me. So, uh, you know, well, you know, it's
1: always better when Brett's around.
0: It is. He's been Brett, <laughs> Brett, Brett don't forget nothing. Brett just so folks know Brett is, uh, getting her masters right now from NYU and she's been heavy, you know, dealing with finals and stuff like that for, uh, her, her classes, and that's one of the reasons we haven't seen her in a few weeks now, but she's, she's going to be back, and we'll, we'll all be together next week. So shout out to my lady, Brett. Shout out to Brett. Yeah. Yeah. All right, man. All right. <laughs> all right, Rick. Well, enjoy yourself in D.C. Yeah, we're going to
1: the go-go. We're going go-go on the
0: I can't wait to see how, how you feel after you do that, because uh, <laughs> we were talking before. You've never been live to a go-go and i'm telling you you're gonna you know you're gonna experience something new and different tonight so i'm i'm excited about that and i'm hoping you're gonna get up with my man uh kurt bone and be able to sit with him and do his podcast i just did his show so if y'all uh want to check it out it's called uh what's bones podcast called man it's kurt bone tv on youtube and um you know you can uh look it up he's got a, a dope new podcast he just started and, and, he, and i'm hoping you guys are going to be able to link up so he can interview you as well oh yeah we're
1: going to definitely try to do that I, I know i got like three interviews tomorrow but I, uh, me and him talked and we're going to definitely try to get it in before i leave and don't forget anybody here that wants to go to the fight hit me up i still got a few tickets left um let's get it let's get it come see anthony mm-hmm. Petey, son move to the top of the list apollo
0: apollo <laughs> I'm trying to give my dog a camera. Come here, buddy. I don't know if he's going to. He's, he's not ready. Come here. Come here. He's camera here. shy, Dave. Yeah. Not really. He's just his mom's looking at him. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Well, um, we shall uh, uh, see you guys next week after the snow. Uh, thanks for being here.
1: Thanks everybody for watching and especially y'all that I saw this week who say you watch the show all the time. Love you.
0: Peace.